Um, welcome back to our podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. This is the only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast hosted by four people that may well have been centaurs in a past life. My name is Brayden, and I'm here with Adam. Yo, what's up? I'm here with Donnie. What's up, y'all? And we got him back with us finally. It's the dish of the day on the phone with us today. Dish of the day. Yo, pasta fazool. Pasta fazool. Forget about it. We are here to get. Uh, <laughs> we are here today talking about season three, episode twelve. The gang gets whacked. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you. If you're joining us again, welcome back. We are very happy to have you with us as well. Today we're talking about two-part episode, but we're only talking about part one. Uh, first things first, though, you know we got to get it out of the way. You got your phone in your hand. You're in front of your computer. Just head on over to Instagram and Twitter and follow us at Always Sunny Pod. That's where you can find all the updates regarding the lists of lists. Every episode of Sunny that we've reviewed ranked. We post some delicious memes. Donnie takes care of our Twitter activity. It's a good time. Uh, so follow us at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Solo.to slash rumham is uh, where you can find all the links to listen to us. That's solo.to slash rumham. You can find all the links to listen to us, uh, the social media that we just mentioned, our merch store. And uh, if you're visiting the merch store, use uh, Golden Pod at checkout. We got some awesome merchandise there that we are uh, updating slowly but surely and like i mentioned in the previous podcast all profits for uh, our first merch store are going to be donated to saint baldrick's foundation uh, fighting childhood cancer so support the podcast grab a reason will prevail shirt and uh, use code golden pod for sorry it's 15 percent off golden pod gets you 15 percent off at checkout uh, that's all all of that at solo.to slash rum Ham. We're in a bit of a rush today, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, the way this show works, we got the first half of this episode that we are going to talk about uh, in a more general sense. And in the second half of the podcast, we are going to put our arguments on a scale of one to 10 and chop up our scores into lines of delicious nose clams, snort it all up, and see what score we can create. Uh, and then we will Just throw. So tacky. <laughs> we'll throw this episode onto the list of lists every episode of Sunny ranked. And if you want to check that out while we're talking about this episode, go on over to our subreddit, R Always Sunny Pod, which can be found one more time at solo.to slash rum ham. The gang gets whacked part one. Let's get into this, guys. Uh, this is, like I said, a two part episode uh, that aired November 1st. Both episodes were aired back-to-back on the same night. Uh, This episode was written by, uh, of course, the main guys, Glenn. And then uh, we got credits for Scott Martyr and Rob Rossell on this episode as well, who we've seen on some previous episodes this season. And this episode was directed by Matt Shankman. In this episode, they set up this story where the gang gets mixed up with some gangsters after uh, Charlie and Dee find speakers full of cocaine uh, the gang finally finds them. Uh, the gang f- suddenly finds themselves uh, twenty five thousand dollars in debt to a group of gangsters. Oh shit! Are you guys gangsters? Shut, Shut up! Ah, owe me a coke. Listen, rumor has it that somebody that works at this bar found a certain something that belongs to us. A certain something which may or may not have fallen off a certain truck, huh? And a certain somebody that we know thinks they saw that certain someone pick it up and take it back to that certain bar, which may or may not be the place that we happen to be. Will not be talking to a couple of certain somebodies right this very second. Agabish. Huh? Fellas, we're about six beers deep, so I think you're going to have to be a little bit more clear because I didn't get that last part. I'm, I missed out on the whole thing, to be honest with you. I was confused by it. I'm very confused by the whole, I was very confused by the whole thing, to be, if I'm being honest. And, of course, the group is torn on what they should do with the cocaine that they found, uh, how they're going to get this money back. They got a bucket of nose clams fresh from the sea. Sweet, delicious nose clams that are looking for a home, if you follow me. No, I don't follow you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right it's not confusing. Just everybody settle down. 
These are the kind of nose clams that make you want to dance the night away. I don't get what the hell you're, talking, what about. you're talking about. It's so obvious. Oh, I, uh, uh, you know what? It's not obvious. Now you're being too vague. Okay. These are the kind of nose clams that you crush up into a line of white powder and you snort them up through your nose and they make you high. You use a dollar bill or a straw to do it. They come from Colombia. They're illegal and they rhyme with propane. Perfect. You found a perfect medium ground there. Really enough action to pack into a two-part episode, but we'll be talking about that a bit more in detail here. Let's just get into it. This all starts out on 2.30 on a Monday. Uh, let's jump right into it. We got Mac and Dennis trying to fix the circuit breaker of Patty's. That's what starts all this. They have an issue with the electricity and the lights on at Patty's. So the big question is, where are they going to get the money to fix it? And it's obviously not Frank. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Frank, well, they eventually use Frank later, but that's for different reasons. But I, when I was watching this cold, cold open, I was like, is this the most low-budget cold, cold open they could find or do? It gave like, me you think season they did two it? vibes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if they were like, oh, we need to like to cut back on the budget, and they chose this cold open to do that. No lights. Does nothing. anyone around this table actually know how electric current works? Because no. I sure as shit don't. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll use a sunny quote a, here. I don't know enough to disprove him. I don't know. I don't know enough about electricity. <laughs> there are circuits. There's open and closed. Why circuits. didn't the rubber grounding work? The the screwdriver was rubber. <laughs> he should have jumped in the air. I mean, if I could take a stab at it here as someone that uh, has absolutely zero knowledge in uh, electrical engineering, I'm pretty sure because it's a grounded circuit, no matter what, if you were touching that, you're you're out of luck, right? I think. Anyone want to prove me wrong? I'm not even joking. I actually don't know. I can't tell you. English majors, rise <laughs> has up. Has anyone jumped, jumped off a car? I feel like it's similar to jumping off a car. I do know that if a power line falls on your car, and this is your free emergency advice of the podcast episode, if a power line falls on your car, you're supposed to uh, jump away from the car as like as far as you can, obviously. But I think you're supposed to like keep your like feet together or something like that. Like, it, what it's, the advice is around the same idea. What it's if you're that, in the car? I think you've been watching too many movies. I'm I'm like trying to remember this vague <laughs> memory from like middle school when they were giving us this. I want obviously useless information. I would watch Mac deliver like scientific information for an hour. It's That'd that be so sunny funny. thing where they're yeah. so close to being right about something, but yet Mac was so no far. I think Dennis it's more that right. they're. I think it's more that they're so confident that you yes, almost exactly. have to believe them. You're like, I think that's definitely the main part. But can we talk about the fact that Mac based whether or not he get electrocuted uh, off of an '80s movie? Yeah, always. It always goes back there. Tango the fucked cash. up part though is so many things he was saying. He was saying is like that's what I remember like being told as a kid. Like not that's not what verbatim, I just but like, did. Exactly. Just now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bits like, and pieces that come to my mind. Like okay, rubber doesn't conduct electricity. That's a for sure. Something about connecting to the ground. That's where the electric current flows. That's a for sure. How do you put that all together without electrocuting yourself? Cause, cause they're right. That's the reason birds don't get electrocuted when they sit on wires is because they're not grounded. No, it's their feet are made of rubber. But yeah, so close, but, but so far. So the main point of this is that uh, Charlie and D come in with their speakers that they found on the side of the road and discover promptly that the speakers are full of cocaine. And you know, what's the worst that can happen with a big bundle of cocaine? You know, I'm sure no trouble has ever come from a mass amount of drugs, either mm -hmm. ingesting or That's transporting right. or selling them. That's Nothing right. bad has ever happened. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Do, do we have an explicit rating on our podcast? Should we just call them nose clams the entire episode? Never <laughs> said the word cocaine. You know, we do have an explicit rating, but for, but for the sake of funnies, we will only refer to the drugs as nose clams this episode. Nose clams. Uh, that uh, such that a classic always sunny that whole nose clamps it's like a classic <laughs> like if, if you're talking to your friends like and you mention a funny always sunny joke the nose clams is definitely <laughs> nose clams and they make you want to dance you, the you night away high. and it's and you crush them so up and you snort them and they rhyme with <laughs> propane which good on charlie for understanding how rhymes work yeah. in this episode he's smart charlie he uh i'll I'm going to, this episode and next episode, I'm just going to give you guys a warning. Uh, unrelenting Charlie love for yeah. the next two episodes. For, for sure. this episode review and the next one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, it was classic Charlie for sure. Classic Charlie for He's sure. so wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the title card on this episode is particularly strong. 
mm. with Charlie asking what what's the worst that could happen, and then immediately yeah. cutting to the gang gets whacked. Uh, very very strong, and they've and they've only grown stronger. So the gang decides that they can't throw out, burn, or turn the drugs over to the police. Which or are, solve America's drug problem? Yeah, they because that society was, has a drug problem. Do that? Is it up yeah. to them though? Are they going to do it? No. Well, <laughs> is it up to us? <laughs> which uh, you know, the economy's going down the toilet anyway. That's another <laughs> great little <laughs> throwaway. Stack. So, um, is is that a pessimistic look at society's drug problem that they got? Because the more you think about it, yeah, it is kind of unfixable. Because you, you got states that'll like throw you away in jail for years over a gram of weed still. But then you got places like Portland and Seattle that like shout out Idaho. Yeah. You go and give them one dirty needle that you've used and they'll give you like 10 to a hundred clean ones just to make sure you're shooting up safely. Like, I think it's also a slight joke on, they say like very briefly, Oh, we make more money now than we've ever made at the bar. Like it just kind of is a joke on like, how easy it is to make money doing drugs and like why it's so appealing in and of itself. And even if you really don't yeah, want to do like drugs, whole... if you can make more money selling drugs than doing anything else, like why would you not like, how is that not at least appealing to people? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to name the show so we don't digress and talk about them for two and a half hours, <laughs> but the two popular drug shows, one about weed and one about meth. Uh, one of the Breaking bad is one of them. Shut up. <laughs> the underlying themes is that uh, these people can't make money legally or through legal means. They're not making enough money to support themselves, and it's very easy to make money illegally. But also the risk is higher. You might get whacked off. Well, yeah. well more on point, I'm actually watching The Sopranos right now while we're oh, watching no. this. That's, that's on point. And I'm like, this isn't It's Always Sunny podcast, not a Sopranos point. podcast. Well, because they, well, they're parodying a lot of Sopranos stuff in, in these two episodes. What are you talking about? What are they parodying? I didn't, yeah. I haven't, just I haven't in general you've never seen it. Mob shows. Yo, they were on a You do this every time. Just because it's a mob show doesn't mean that they're copying that show well, no, because the they do mob the, shit. The, the bit of mobsters in Adidas track shoots yeah. have existed pre 1990s. Yeah, I know that, but I'm talking about like the Sopranos. <laughs> That's your specific just, example. The Sopranos just ended. And in and, and that show, they all... Did it just end? No, at the time... Yeah, of this, that's how it ends. It's time, literally it just, just... Oh, okay, no. In my head, I'm thinking, like, it did not just end, but I no, guess at the time No, at the time ended. this episode came out, like, the, the series had just ended. But in, in, the, sh in the series, they always... They're, they always rob trucks. Like that's a big thing in the entire series. They're specifically robbing trucks. And, and that's one, big in mob. Like, that's yeah, mobsters. Like, I know, that's, but, but in like one of the episodes, like, what are you guys going to do? You keep, like... Robbing, I want to go rob trucks and like or, do stuff. Uh, with shake you. up a union, shake up a union, but, man, but we'll get and rob to that trucks. In part two, of this they, episode, the union squeeze. Yeah, yeah but that's like you know. to take it back to uh, the dish of the day's point there, um, where it, you set up these plots because people can't make it by, so they have to deal to turning to turning drugs. Uh, I think it's the consistency and like the, the the motive determines the the quality of those kinds of plots. So like, if we're talking about like. You know, not to take it away from something, but if you're talking about like Walter White, who like had to like come into some money in some sort of ways versus the gang just wanting to get their lights fixed slash get a payday. I don't know. Is is there a difference in drugs. their intent? And of course, do the drugs, do the nose clams. Is there a difference in their intent with someone like Walt, I mean, a character like Walter White? I mean, to say that their intent is different, I think is obvious. Like you explained it. But, I mean, like, it still doesn't say that it's not appealing for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, if you are doing it for life or death, like, I would like I would say it's more acceptable. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're doing this, like, because you don't have another option to save your life or save someone's life, whatever, like, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the gang's stance, if they just want to do it because they want to do drugs and they're badass and even though they could pay off their debts and be done with it, like, they want to do it and have the thrill and whatever. Yeah, I think that's very obvious, like, different intentions, but... Mm -hmm. Donnie, you have to buy my drugs or I will die. Well, I think I'll pass. If you say oh, so. No. Oh, no. <laughs> the day of the day has expired. I've actually been, uh, I'm 48 hours sober as of recording this right now. So you're a uh, shit out of luck there, dish of the day. Uh, not, not actually. I'm like 48 know. minutes sober because that's when we started recording. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, no one's scummier than, of course, than the, the one-off character we got this episode. Bingo! Bingo, Bingo. the drug hey, dealer. Eyes up there. I'm going to steal the son character? of a bitch. Or not no, really? he's just a one-off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, love, I love his entrance. I'm going to skin that son of a bitch alive. Anyways, what's up? 
uh, I think that summarizes Bingo's character. Just a casual, hardcore, scary as hell drug dealer, you know? Just that one guy you know that's like, he could maybe lead a normal life if he felt like it, but uh, due to circumstances, he's probably best as a Pineapple Express character. They should bring him back. <laughs> they should bring him I back. I think they left it open-ended enough that he could still be coming after Frank trying to skin him alive. They should bring him back, but this time he's blind, yet he still knows when people are looking at him. <laughs> but he has this keen sense of when people are looking at him that he tells them to look up at the ceiling, even though he's totally blind. Oh, they give him That's some, good. like, ridiculous reason uh, that, that he lost his sight, like bingo lost in a bingo accident or something ridiculous. In a bingo like. accident. An old lady... <laughs> Poked his fucking eyes out with one of those bingo markers. <laughs> Let's move back to uh, Adam's gangsters uh, that that we were talking about there. The, the, Adam's gangsters. The three that. gangsters that visit Dennis and Mac, uh, explaining to mm -hmm. them that they saw a certain package arrive at a certain bar that uh, they may or may not be at at that moment. Agabish, you know, those guys. Agabish. Eating a meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> You're chewing in my fucking ear. I want to know. I'm I'm not Italian, so I can't take offense to this, but do you think anyone from uh, any Italian people would take offense from these stereotypes that are portrayed in this show? The, the Adidas tracksuit wearing mobsters? As far as I'm aware from Italian people that I've interacted with, they don't care about Italian-American stereotypes. Well, that's part of... they're like Italian-Italian, but Italian-Americans might. Uh, uh, Americans like to get offended, so I could see Italian-Americans being like, that's not my culture. Meanwhile, a real Italian being like, I don't give a fuck. That's part of the, that's <laughs> part of the plot of Sopranos. Back to Sopranos. Yeah. It's All right. Part tell of us more about the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go into like, like some of these guys aren't mafia guys and like you guys make us look bad. They have a whole like protest about it. Were any of them named Pussy Hands? Actually, there are two characters named Pussy in the Sopranos. Yes. There's Jesus a connection. Christ. There you go. There's pussy Hands connection. are just Pussy. Pussy. Well, that, I mean, that's not. I don't tenuous. consider that tenuous a connection. Tenuous at best. But. <laughs> you have to tell that. But. <laughs> You, you I think that the uh, certain someone may or may not. Um, I just remember the first time I saw that thing, I was on the fucking floor with like how in depth they went. And like, I, I this time I did it. If you trace the certain someones to their like equivalent in normal speech, it's actually them. <laughs> so, so you're saying like, they make you trace sense. The certain someones may or may not. It actually makes they, sense. They do make sense, but because Dennis and Mac are six beers deep, six they need beers it. Six deep. Yeah, they gotta they gotta keep it short, uh, <laughs> which is is pretty great because yeah, they do make sense. Yeah, sort of. Uh, so um, may or may not make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> the gang at this point realizing that they're they're twenty five thousand in the hole owing drugs or drug money to these gangsters uh it is almost unnerving how quickly frank came up with the pimping out my child idea or or at this point dennis isn't his kid but you get what i mean like pimping out a member of the gang like uh frank just kind of flip-flops this whole first episode where he's like i'm not gonna help you he's like then i got an idea he's like ah but i'm not gonna help you but he's like but what if we prostitute him out it just seems to go back and forth on his morality this episode. Very season two of Frank, dare I say. I just was letting Frank be a pimp and I didn't look into it. I just I don't know, because like Frank can obviously bail them out this episode. That's one of the plot holes that they end up acknowledging is that Frank has well more than enough money to what would effectively be saving the gang's lives. Yeah, all Save. they had to do was sell his chalice. He spent more on his chalice than he could have bailed them out with. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, yeah, but that's that's one of the things I love about this show is that is that they end up uh, acknowledging he acknowledges that Frank purchases a pimp chalice, which looks like it cost as much to to save them. But I'm pretty sure that's part two. And we're sticking to part one, mister. Oh, whatever. so you go to part two again. I'm I'm gonna have to give you a strike. You guys go to every other fucking show. I skip twenty minutes. I'm gonna ahead. give you a strike, Donnie. I skip twenty minutes ahead in this fucking show. Yeah, and Adam's and got I get fucking. Adam's got fifteen castrated. strikes. Adam's got fifteen strikes against him. You want to be like Adam? We're gonna do about it. Huh? <laughs> the dish of the day got so many strikes, we had to ship him off to the south. 
Whoa, hey! Ooh, whoa! <laughs> Sorry, we had to ship him off to Italy because he's pasta fagiol or whatever he is. Hey, South of Italy. Whoa. Southern Italy. Sicilia. Chewing my fucking ear. Whoa. Oh, um, Maron. All right, so let's let's uh, settle this, though, guys. If we had to come up with $1,200 between the four of us grown men, could we? Is the NASDAQ okay enough? Mm. I, I think we could. I could throw in about $25 in a shoelace. I know... Well, we gotta get some money. I'm sure there's plenty of banks like I could order? go ask if I have an account there. In order, do I have an account here? <laughs> that in was part order to one, pay right? you guys for the twelve hundred dollars, I would need to go in debt to someone else. But if we needed to, we could do it. Buy our merch. Buy our merch, and we're please. not making money off this. We'll month, just go. So. Yeah, just go. Rain paying yet. attention. We donate. We're donating the profits on this one. We'll just Use- go Rain Man down at the casinos or something. <laughs> How many toothpicks, Adam? Fuck, I can't. I don't know. I can't even count that well. If enough people buy our merch, we'll have solved child cancer, and then we could start making money. Yeah, we we're not profiting until childhood cancer is solved, and that's the mission here at Rumham and Wild Cards: fighting high solved childhood or cancer. Cured. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those situations where both? Because I don't know. I feel like you solve it. I feel like implies curing it. Children yeah. have I feel like cancer. If the problem is solved. <laughs> I cracked the caper. <laughs> I think we have uh, many other problems at this podcast now. <laughs> uh, Could you imagine if Gregory House from the show House MD said I cracked the caper? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, House, are you okay? Are you stroking out? Uh, bringing it back to Frank, I think Frank, for as much as he flip-flops this episode, is right a lot of this episode. Like, the scummiest people deal drugs. They, they go about it the wrong way. Selling the drugs wasn't the smart move. Uh, I, don't I know. think that Frank's that's, right. a, that's a, a callback to a mob thing. Yeah. Like when drugs when drugs started coming up mm-hmm. on the scene, all the like head of the mob families were all like, we're never going to deal drugs. Drugs are bad. And then like two minutes later, they They're all, all started doing dealing it. drugs. And then that's when all yeah. the Rico cases came because drugs got involved and like it became a dirty, like, yeah. They they fucked up by getting drugs involved. That's I think that's kind of what they're playing on in this episode. Like, don't get drugs involved, or or don't try to regulate the drugs. Am I right, guys? Everyone should be able to take everything. Brought yeah. to you by ketamine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, guess war, I guess drugs is winning the war on drugs so far. It's the uh, uh, this host uh, this podcast is hosted actually by the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, yeah. Nice to meet yeah, you. I run the Silk Road. Libertarianism. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of the highlights of this episode is the jockeys. Yeah. The the lawn jockeys, as Charlie Definitely. keeps referring to them. The lawn jockeys. You know, I thought their voices Definitely. would be a, a bit higher, but you know what's a really random th- <laughs> You know it's a really random thought I had watching this episode? Do you think Holy shit, you can talk? <laughs> short people. Short people, do you think they get harassed like what what are you what are you a jockey? You a horse jockey? Like you know how tall people are like, oh man, you play basketball. Oh, what's the weather like up there? What's the weather like what's up there? The weather like up there. You think short people <laughs> oh, you get asked? On horses? When you say oh, short shit, people Do you I'm mean talking- like little people or like five five and under or like the ones who didn't make the cut? Let's but are still kind of short. I don't know. Let's look up the average jockey height and, and find out. They got to four something, yeah. All right. Like, if you're talking eight, under guessing. five foot, that's like... Uh, no. Well, they're not under five foot, I'll tell you that much. As much as I would love Okay, well, still, like, five, two, five, three is probably pretty short. Like, I'm, like, five, eight, and I'm, like, relatively short. They're high, they're taller? Yeah, five foot seven. Uh, Your average uh, jockey is five so foot seven. So, I'm an average seven. jockey. <laughs> yeah. Having having been a half horse, half man in a past life, I can tell you this. It's not so much about the height as it is about the weight. And generally, shorter people need to weigh less in order for them to be at the right BMI to be on the back of a horse. That's where the short jockey stereotype comes in. So that way the horse doesn't get to the finish line. And it's not like, God dang it, Anthony. Lose some weight. For the love of God. <laughs> the one individual you and I both know, Braden, who attempted to climb a camel. We're trying oh, to avoid that situation. You can't. You, <laughs> you can't bring up inside jokes on it. That's podcasting 101. Avoid the inside jokes. But yeah. Yeah. Watching this unnamed person get on a camel was uh, a highlight of, of my life. Um, uh, Mac and D. Trying to blend into the rich executives. I don't know why I got such a kick out of that scene where they're both arguing over who's the secretary and who's the business 
the business person. Um, feminism, I think, was was supposed to be the joke there. Like she's trying lasers. to be, <laughs> technologies. Lasers was just, the message there, but uh, D tries to just move herself as this like feminist, forward thinking person, but it's not in anything other than selfishness. And well, because she was kind of forward thinking at the same time, though, I was about to say I kind of agree with what you're about to say. Mac like, didn't know. Sure. Mac didn't think about like the rest of the scam. Yeah. Is like that she, what you're gonna say? Yeah, basically. And like yeah, I was gonna say, it's more of like yeah, it is feminist a little bit, but it also was like showing that like. She is a little more on her feet, better thinker than Mac is, and yeah. Mac isn't really like a witty, like come up with it on the spot type of guy. Like if he doesn't plan something, he's not ready for it. Like yeah. he's not the type of like to just weed his way out of something. Basically, I feel like when you know that D is on her game and she's like a great <laughs> character, you got to know they're gonna like destroy her in the next couple episodes, either through drugs or some other self esteem way. They gotta knock keep, her down a peg. Yeah, keep her in check. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'll get more into this in the story part. But I think that um, this episode is a collection of great improv scenes where it's like uh, you know play up on the next person from the jockeys to the Mac and D scene. There's I, a lot I of yes and yeah, a lot yeah. of like a lot of continuing jokes. With yeah. with one exception that will uh, I guess we kind of talked about already when when he uh, when Buster. Is talking to uh to Charlie and then asks him to uh, commit a uh, sexual act on him out of nowhere. Charlie just standing up and walking away. Yeah. Besides for that, which with, was kind of nice. It, hilarious. This polite way of I don't know. The polite way. Is there a polite way to? to... You could have like. Dennis or Mac would have punched him in the face or something. I like how what agreeable they? Buster is. Frank, maybe. Run that by me again. I like how agreeable Buster is. Like, he's not like one of those characters who's like, you weren't a fucking yeah. centaur, Charlie. He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's like, I don't know about that. And, <laughs> but let me ask you this. And and when Charlie was like holding like this shit and, and Buster was like, just put it down. It's okay. He's like, we don't, we don't, we don't need, part, normally we use a glove. Part of me thinks like maybe Charlie was making him up in his own mind. He, he has a kind of energy to him in a way. But Charlie I, was oh, taking the drugs. I don't know. Not, is Buster no. real? No, not really. He, he was, but I'm just saying like, like I, I think when he when Buster asks that question to Charlie, that breaks the illusion a little mm -hmm. bit because like mm -hmm. I you know because he's like he's he's so agreeable to Charlie, he's letting him pick up poop to make certain. Do you know what that, I mean? Like yeah, to make what it you breaks said, the like, illusion. And yeah, that's why it's funny. Say, but to make what you said even more realistic, like obviously like he's real. But do you yeah. think it would be a possibility that like some of the stuff he was saying, like Charlie was just imagining and like was in his head? And oh, I'm sure. Like, well, if if yeah, we're man. going off of this, or, like was Buster really just this fucking no, wild just saying, ass fucking jockey? <laughs> well, no one parties <laughs> like a jockey. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We never see any of the other jockeys interact with Buster. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, so if we're going off, that's of what this, I was saying. In the next scene, when Charlie is yeah. with Dennis at his table with with his client. And he's he's acting strange. He's acting like he possibly just came off of a bender of some sort. I know it's probably just his reaction to like the weird ass thing that just happened with Buster. I know but we let's, didn't wanna, let's go down this rabbit hole. I know we didn't want to bring in and part two, but can I bring in like one thing now that's no! like really confusing? No. Yeah. At the end of part two, the horse just runs down the street. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what that meant or like if that was supposed Peter to mean anything or if it was just done. It's a metaphor for Charlie letting go of his addictions. To horse bullshit, but why? But horse that's, but, shit, but like, actually. The literal, like, horse why was shit. why was the horse out? Like, why was the horse escaped? Like, <laughs> they don't explain if he purchased him. They don't explain if he purchased Nimkin poop or or stole Peter Nimkin poop. I don't care because he is Buster. He's wearing the pants that is his horse. In he another, becomes Buster. Yeah. Buster is, Buster is the 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 uh, mental manifestation of Charlie's trauma and drug abuse. Yeah. And so Charlie oh, becomes this Buster. This oh. And for those of you listening to this, you you can't see it, but I'm twirling my mustache and writing on this oh, chalkboard this next to me. <laughs> Dave Bow Bow. Buster the jockey. You're gonna you're gonna have to soundbite that one for the fans. <laughs> that one got wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, the last thing talking about here, the last big part of this episode is, is Dennis's plotline and the story that Frank sends Dennis on to become what is, let's not beat around the bush, a handsome man, a handsome companion. A handsome let's companion. call it what it is. He is a handsome companion. Uh, and Frank is going to be his pimp. They don't, they don't 
cut words for Frank. They only refer to Frank as his pimp, basically. Yeah. Um, not my favorite part of the episode. Uh, just because Dennis is so undennis. Yeah, mm. but at the same time, he is because no, he likes vain. the attention. But it's not very Dennis because he just he's not the awkward. alpha. No, he's yeah. no, he's pretty Dennis. He's like, right, will any of these women be attractive? No, and then he just goes on. He like ignores it. Mm-hmm. He's pretty. He's kind of Dennis in a way. He's pretty vain. I think. Yeah, I think he gets drawn into the attention and the money. So like, I think he really is still doing it for Dennis reasons. But he's not like I said, like a quote unquote like the alpha Dennis we like, mm-hmm. like the fucking leader, the creep, the fucking in charge of everything. Like he's literally a prostitute essentially. He's just getting played nonstop this episode. But the last thing I wanted to bring up was at least the first time I watched this. The fake gigolo for sure got me. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. not expecting that to ever not be, like, a random just another male prostitute mm-hmm. gigolo whatever. I, I I love that man, and I'm going to make sure I look him up here and give him proper credit. And while I look him up, uh, I just want to bring up the way he just, like, grabs that dish and, like, starts spraying yeah. it. He, like, goes, like, what's up to, like, just no one off camera. Yeah, and starts, mm-hmm. like, staring into the distance I, to, like, it, people, like, quote-unquote, like, walking by or whatever. I I, this being the 69th time I've watched it, um, during the fake gigolo scene, I was like, is that guy fake? I feel like that guy's fake. Like, I was unsure about myself, even though I knew he was fake. So that's props to them. Yeah. Uh, the actor's name, uh, Matt Sedeno, is uh, the name of that actor. Shout out. Shout out to him. Very, very great stuff. This is uh, the only role he he's ever he had. Just, well. I'm just His character adds to like the irreverency of this episode. It's kind of like... A bit weird, a bit odd. I don't know how to explain it. Like they're goofy characters, you know, like Bingo and this I guy. Think it's a good question. Are there Buster. groups of gigolos working at country clubs? Now there are. I'm sure they've. I'm sure they hang around there. You know, it's like they say the the rich old ladies uh, looking for attention there. Uh, they just want to travel. So <laughs> part part one of this ends with everyone getting kicked out of the country club. So, uh, but Charlie's made money, so obviously him and Dee are going to go and take their profits and do the responsible thing and give the money back to the gangsters. I'm just kidding. They're buying more Coke to get more money. Uh, and then Mac gets abandoned at the country club, and Dennis is going to continue being a handsome companion. Uh, in so, another great scene. Yeah, in another great the scene. The abandoning of the country club. Uh, that, we'll, that we'll get to. Mac ends up with the gangsters by the end of this. And uh, they leave on a cliffhanger. You know, will the gang get out of this jam? Uh, How will they get their money back? Will they just die? Does the gang finally die? Do they get whacked off? Who knows? They whacked off together? (laughs) Who knows? Find out uh, when when we talk about part two. Just kidding. (laughs) Before we get to part two, we have part two of this podcast to go through. So when we come back from this break, we are going to put our arguments on a scale of one to 10 with some categories that we got here. So don't go anywhere. We got a whole other half of this episode review coming at you after this break. And a certain episode may or may not get high or low ratings. Welcome back. Welcome back, golden gods and goddesses. Braden, Adam, and Donnie, and uh, the dish of the day, which was... Pasta Fazul! Pasta Fazul! Mm. Uh, hanging out here today, talking about season three, episode 12, The Gang Gets Whacked, part one. Uh, sticking to part one today as much as we possibly can. Uh, you know, Donnie strayed a little bit earlier, but it's whatever. It's whatever. I straight other episodes and I get castrated. Fuck it. It's just two strikes. Well, you can't set yourself up as the guy that only watches Sunny. And, oh wait, no, you did bring up another Sunny episode. <sighs> Never mind. The way the second part of this podcast works, uh, we're going to bring up our arguments uh, for this episode that we had earlier, but we are going to put our argument on a scale of one to ten with uh, five categories that we got here. Let's list them off. We got the story of this episode, the characters, the quotes in this episode, the overall humor, in other words, how much did it make you laugh, and the wild card spot. We can give up to 10 points for each category for a total of 200 points, blah, 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 blah. Math is stupid. We'll worry about it on our end. You just sit back, relax, and uh, 
Hit follow on Instagram and Twitter if you haven't yet already at Always Sunny Pod and hit subscribe wherever you listen to this to get notified when new episodes come out. Let's get into the story of season three, episode 12. What'd you guys think of the story for The Gang Gets Whacked, part one? I thought it was all right. I, I thought mean, it was just all right, too. Yeah. Um, I, the beginning, I mean, when the second time when they go and meet Bingo, part of me is thinking, like, how do they end up in this situation? How do they get here? Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, oh, because they found drugs that from a speaker, it fell from a truck. And I'm like, I like that idea. And it's not that bad. So I gave it a 7.5, but it's not, it's kind of just like random the way it happens. And I don't love the randomness of, of that, if you know what I mean. I didn't think the uh, structure, I mean, I didn't think the content was, you know, as mesmerizing as we might say part two is. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that uh, each little scene was like a perfectly crafted, or for the most part, perfectly crafted little improv thing. And the fact that they were able to string those together marked it up a, a bit higher for me. I thought that that was an in- interesting. I think this episode, uh, this part had the better gags, uh, but as far as story goes, yeah. um, it's it's much slower. And that's yeah. like no fault to like the actual story itself. It it's setting up part two. It is what it is. It it is what it ha- kind of has to be. And, and by by hey, itself, it is what it is. There's like, a ghoul. I think there's so many stories <laughs> and sub stories, depending on how you want to chop it all up. But obviously, the entire big story would be they found drugs. Now they owe the mob money. Yeah. So that's the the big story. Then they have to go into they go into actually drug dealing is like kind of like the sub story of them like getting involved with bingo, mm-hmm. and then they go to the. What is it called? The country club. Country club. And then that even breaks down into like two separate stories or even like three separate stories. If you really think about like Charlie, then you have Dennis and Frank, and then you have, uh, yeah. D and Mac. Mac So like, I don't know how how you want to break that up, but like they have a lot of stories and sub stories and it's all intertwined and all interconnected. So like, I think I gave it more credit for that. Sure. It is a big story, but no, I mean like I, I like the story a lot. I'm just saying, like, specifically how it started. I don't like the randomness of, like, we just found this and this this happened. But the way that, like, the story developed after that, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's good enough to, you know, be the score that I gave it anyway. I just think it can be it can be difficult to follow a story yeah. when they set up a plot that is, like, the gang versus Frank, you know? or mm. But in this case, there was, like, the gang versus Frank and... Um, and this is what makes it hard to follow the gang broken up into like teams. You know how they go off into pairs, a la Scooby-Doo style, basically. Yeah. Like when you got both of those plots going on where it's everyone against Frank, but then you also got someone working with Frank in that episode. But I wouldn't say that the storyline is against Frank. Like they're constantly like butting heads with Frank, but like they're not really like Frank is still working with them the whole time. Like he's still with Dennis. He's still. That's fair. So like, I don't know that like I would say that that like they're against Frank necessarily, but I get what you're saying. Frank is kind of like a nemesis or like an enemy mm-hmm. in the gang's eyes in this episode because they won't he won't help them either. It just it, it it's a good story. It just feels <clears throat> slow in in its pace. A bit. I could understand why someone might think it would be disjointed. I gave it a nine. I I gave oh, it a I gave six. It an- Six. Wow. I gave it an eight. I gave it a 7.5. So yeah. yeah not, I, I mean, think we got a little scale there, but we're not yeah. all far off. No, we are kind of all over the board there, but well, I think I might be three. the hater of this episode. Um, I don't know. I'll, 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 I might be giving some points more here later. So we're all over I the board. I personally think the story is the best part of this episode. Mm. I think the characters are the best part. I think of the characters episode. are the best part for sure. I think the story either. takes a backseat to me compared to the characters. Personally, not not that the story is terrible at all, but the characters are just so great. Mm-hmm. And what was your favorite dish of the day? I think the humor definitely got me. I was I was consistently laughing through this episode like yeah. I did when I was a young boy frolicking <laughs> in the fields of wheat that eventually turned me into this pasta fazool. <laughs> Wait, so you were the wheat or you were flo- frolicking <laughs> through the wheat? Hey, it's an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> he was a piece of, of wheat floating through in the wind. 
in the field. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move into the characters then. Let's yeah. let's uh, talk about what what you guys gave the characters of this episode. Mm. I thought they were all great minus Dennis, so I gave him a nine. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. I thought they were all really solid, but just I think there's plenty of room for improvement, so I gave it a seven. I gave it a 10 because I thought they were all great oh, and I love the side hey, character. Hey! Hey! Oh, oh, oh Maroon. Uh, yeah, because I think all the characters are really great in this episode and I think that the, we have a lot of great side characters like goofy, irreverent, random characters that pop up that don't come back and I kind of appreciate that in a way. Um, like Buster, Bingo, and the, the, the dishwasher guy. And the gangsters. And the gangsters, but we, they come back. Gangsters in the next, come back but, in part two. Yeah. Okay, so technically not one off, but. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I, I give the characters a 10. Uh, yeah, I'll hijack your comment there, and I'm not giving it a 10, but I'll, I'm giving a 7.5. Uh, my only problems were, again, uh, with Dennis. Uh, I think Frank doesn't really start to uh, show his uh, frankness, if you can handle my super technical term there. Frank doesn't really grow into himself until part two of this episode, in my opinion. Uh, so between those two, I, I disagree. I deducted a lot, but because of these one-off characters that we just, that were just mentioned, yeah. uh, I, I gave some points to the characters this episode. I can I disagree about the Frank part. Okay. Can we get yeah. into it. I, I think that I think no. he's very much himself. I think he's, you know, he's, he's trying to be a hustler, a businessman, um, a pimp, and he's trying to push that on to Dennis. And I think, that is very much on point for Frank. Businessman and pimp are two different things, but we well, can't with that. Oh, wow. I don't know. That's <laughs> why you're bad. Oh. Fire. <laughs> I mean, you can make pimp an argument <laughs> that the, the CEOs of this of this country are the pimps keeping us in check. But uh, I'll save that for my libertarian podcast. <laughs> Liber- no, but you know what I mean. Into fucking socialist in ten minutes. <laughs> Socialism podcast. <laughs> I think that is very much on brand for Frank, to be honest. <laughs> Listeners are like, what is this guy's political affiliation? Like, the hell is this guy? I'm going to start. And the immigrants, am I right? You know, fascism, you have a point. Well, he's supporting fascism. What is this? And the goddamn immigrants should have all the rights, too. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear anyone screaming, like, in a good way, like, yes, everyone should be equal. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Where were so, we you with know, this? Frank, I think Frank is very much on brand for this episode. Maybe not as much as the next one, sure, but I think, you know, he's very much like a hustler. I kind of thought that way, too, and then I watched part two, and I was like, oh, he was not turned up at all during part one. Like, he has his moments, but, like, he, when he slaps Dennis in part two, and he's true. walking around with that pimp chalice I thought we were talking part about part one. I'll take the strike. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> lash myself on the back. Ow. 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 Oh, this is a BDSM podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a libertarian podcast. It's a BDSM podcast. We do it all here. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we're centaurs. Um, so I'm giving seven and a half for the characters. I'm still giving it a seven. Okay. What about Buster and Bingo and Fine, Buster? <laughs> I'll give it an eight. You're right. You're right. You're right. Buster and gives it an eight. I didn't give any credit for Buster. Buster, so. Buster who may or may and not Peter exist. Peter poop. Hey, he's part two. Well, no, he's in this. He's part one. two. Take your lashes. No, Take he's your lashes. in this episode. There's, this there's is no indication it's the same horse, Your Honor. No, it is because I swear on there's the. There's no um, indication. It, it has his name tag on the door next to him. It says Peter Nincompoop. All right, I'll accept it. All out. Derivative. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it is a little bit derivative. Uh, next category, I'm gonna cut this episode down like a dog. It's quotes. Three. Three. I found. I found, I, I found like. Six. Why are we cutting dogs? I found like six, and they were all Charlie. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gave it a ten. Really? I thought that was yeah three. I think they got some great quotes. The whole nose clam scene I say <laughs> all the time. I repeat that uh, fucking electricity thing literally every time someone's like, "Hey, can you help me jump my car?" I repeat that entire electricity thing word for word. Repeat how does it. it? How does electrical work? How do? How does electricity work? I I do use that one at work now that I think about it. Where like we're about to mess with something that might be a little uh, higher voltage, and I'm like, well, if you just jump while you plug it in, it'll be okay. You, you know? can jump and grab it. <laughs> I I definitely almost blew up the warehouse at work the other day, but that's a story for another time. Uh-oh. Um, the the guys all not having twelve hundred dollars between the, the three NASDAQ, of them yeah, because the economy's in shambles. I bet this horse eats a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> 
Horses don't eat cheese. <laughs> it smells like cheese. We'll call it what it is. It's shit. Say I smell like shit. Call it what it is. It's horse shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. So the scene, scenes filled with good liners. Like, I guess quotes I've been thinking too much as like one-liners, but there's like four solid blocks of lines in this episode, I guess. Good so day maybe to I'll you. go up. Good day to use and good day to, to use. <laughs> and good day to use. Yeah, I thought uh, they were pretty someone solid. who may or may not. <laughs> that, that's just fucking. Yeah, you, and then that should be a code word to refer to things. A mm. certain someone or a certain something that may or may not. That is. That's why they say it like that. So it's like not directly related to like whatever they're talking about. Uh, what's it called? There's there's a thing for that. Uh, it's like it's this trope where like you're you're <coughs> clearly you're clearly the bad guy. You're clearly the aggressor, but um, it, it, you're trying to come off as like the character is trying to come off as soft. You know where it's like. Oh, you know, uh, if you don't have my money by Friday, it's it's like Stewie Griffin. He's like, oh, you know, if you don't have it, it's a no big deal. You just don't want to find out. He's yeah. like, well, what's going to happen on Friday? He's like, oh, you know, you don't want to know. And uh, that that was just an excuse for Are me to get my like Stewie yeah, impression. Are you talking about like tropes in like in like film and movies and, and the yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah like tvtropes.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can I'll you explain you know, it to me more? Maybe. It's, uh, it's... Uh, I don't remember what it's, what it's called. I don't know. I'm going to try and find out here real quick. Like double talking? Like, no? No, we all know what double speaking is where you lie, but you're you're not lying. Like handsome man is double speak. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like uh, da, 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 confusing multiple negatives. That's what it was. It's uh, it's just you, you're repeating the same thing. It's it's we don't need no education. It's a double negative, you know? Mm-hmm. It's we, we we went over this part already. Mm-hmm. So I'll go up to four for my quotes. Is the point of this? If 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 the dish of the day is going to feel so strong about something, which we all know the dish of the day never deals in extremes, giving entire season one a zero for the characters. Uh, I'll I'll bump mine. Hey, up. I like flavor. I'll, I'll bump mine up to four for the quotes. I gave it a seven. Any good quotes you want to share? I mean, most already? of those that you guys said, and then I think we let got Buster all. do a line off Whoa. your boner. <laughs> Can't forget that yeah, one. That's a good there one. are definitely some that I think we're missing. I I, I personally gave it a six because it is a little above average for me. Um, I didn't even know you guys could talk. The whole yeah. I mean, everything I Charlie says to the holy shit, you could talk. Like Everything Charlie says almost this episode, yeah. just just in general, every single but, thing. Oh, in the but, beginning, I don't think you could call dibs on a shady people smuggler. That's ah, pretty always sunny. That's a good one. Yeah. People smuggler. Yeah, four. I'll, I'll keep it at four. Um, we're forgetting about like the whole whack off bit. That's a great. Who's gonna whack me off? I don't want. Who's gonna whack? It's off? not little, little it's double on. It's not a great bit. Why? It's funny. It's not a great bit, and here's why. In the movie Date Night with Ben Stiller and female actress whose name I don't remember, Tina Fey. Um, or Steve Carell. Was Steve it Ben Car- Steve Carell and Tina Fey. Steve Carell and Tina Fey. They literally are on a train for tw- 10 minutes making the whack-off joke in different yeah, ways. That, and it's that so one came out first. Came out way, awful. That came out way after. And that yeah, was... An, well, in my... I saw that before I saw this, so it ruined whacked first off First of all, me. which one came out first? Date Night came out significantly further yeah. after. Yeah. See, so uh, first of all, you can't later. blame it on that. Second of all, I do think after. it's a super dumb... Whatever yeah, joke, but, the but gang I love that fun. type of humor. I don't know. I love that type yeah. of humor. And it's just like, and also more dead presidents. Like I, I, I say that a lot. When, they didn't. They didn't oh yeah, force many, many it to death of green people from history times. Yeah, yeah. history times. Okay, four and, and a half. And Max says, <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this, but Max says, like, I, I get that. He uh, behind Charlie. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a little throwaway line where Charlie, where Mac is like, I get that actually. I you know, this that. show doesn't beat its sayings into the ground where like, you know, you got Seinfeld syndrome where they'll say whatever the joke is or the terminology they've coined for that episode again and again and again. And it like, you know, depending on what, how you feel about Seinfeld, it loses its novelty. Sonny doesn't do that. And like when they get to the, um, the gang spies like the U S and they're talking about their cream pies, they do that too. It's like, technically they it's make the that gang spies in, like us, the gang spies like us, but <laughs> they, they, uh, Technically, make that joke the whole episode, but it's really like that one scene where Dennis and Mac and Charlie are all talking about whether or not they've tasted theirs, and they're not on the same page about it. Uh, the show could beat they they could have beat whacked off into the ground. They could have beat that dead horse 
Pardon the uh, the pun. Yeah, they, they could have whacked horses. off a dead horse. Though, they could have whacked off a dead horse to death. Ripping Peter instead, poop. And instead, Glenn Howard showed us mercy and did not whack off that dead horse to death. Four and a half. Four and a half is is my last score for quotes. Still a Not seven. Bad. Yeah. All right. All right. Overall humor. I don't know. I thought maybe you guys would <laughs> oh, try no, and was... throw me up to a 10 like the dish. No, I'm not trying to throw you up to a 10. That's his job. Two hours later. All right. I'll give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, Just one more point. Just one more point, Brady. Come on. So when you combine story and the characters and the quotes, uh, you get the overall humor of this episode. How much did this episode make you laugh? What do you guys give it? I actually did. In a weird way, I don't combine those categories, I guess, because this is my lowest category. Combine it however you but want. But it was, just, I, it was I, yeah. that was the first time I ever thought about that. I've because said like, it a few times. Has said it every episode, at least every other. I don't every know. episode. No, I don't, but I'm just saying my score know. is the it's the first time that like the humor like it, it's the lowest score. That's so how if I it was combines originally. everything else. I kind of gave points instead of giving it to the humor. Well, a, a story can, uh, or sorry, uh, an episode can have a really good story, but not be funny. We've we've seen episodes right. like that where it's like. I liked what they were going for. It just it, it just didn't you know do it for me. This episode, uh, I gave like the overall fever. humor. Yeah, like I get what they were going for. It just didn't do it. Um, but the overall humor, I I was in the same position there, Donnie. I adjusted it because I think looking back on it, it made me laugh more than I did. So I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten for the overall humor. Uh, you got some really strong gags in the editing of this episode. Uh, so many hilarious charlie moments and uh yeah i don't know seven out of ten uh i gave it an eight um i wanted to piggyback on the editing comment you just made because there is a couple of scenes where where um they're, they're going to talk about going to bingo and then frank is like don't say my name and then the first they cut immediately to them saying frank's name to bingo and they did that twice and i think that's really great editing and i thought that made for a, a lot of the humor in the first episode mm-hmm. i think did you mention me by name? Well, yeah, of course, of course, we mentioned you by name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I gave it a six. Six. I didn't. It didn't make me laugh as much as I like. I remember it making me laugh, but I do think, like, like I said, the characters themselves, the story was really great, and there's a decent amount of quotes. Mm. I just mm-hmm. didn't laugh as much as I thought I was gonna. What about just the fact that these people don't like? They don't listen to each other when, when they talk. I think that 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 is really like heightened in this episode. Like when they're all just like, Matt, when they, they abandon Mac in the end, when they're all driving away in the Range Rover and Mac is saying something <laughs> and they're all saying something completely different to Mac. And they're no, just like, no, you messed this up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's like classic, like, like, like dysfunctional humor on their part. And I think, yeah. I'm not out here to convince anyone you can believe in whichever God you want. I gave it a 10. For overall humor? Yeah. He did. Oh, okay. he did. This has turned out to be not the episode I thought it was. I was ready to cut this episode Wait. down so bad. Wait, pasta fazul. Fazul. Well, let's uh, let's hey. convince, let's get let's get these guys up. Like up higher I don't know, scores. it's just a slow episode. I think in order to get a 10 for the overall humor, the like Nose I don't know if we want to go off like laughs per minute or something, but like the LPM. jokes, yeah, the, yeah. The, the LPMs need to be rolling. Sure, I think it just the the yeah. the timing needs to be there and the pacing needs to be there a hundred percent of the time in an episode. Well, your score is close to mine, so I, I appreciate that. It's it's not bad. It's it's good. I'll even say it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think. It's as legendary as uh, some Sunny fans are making it out to be, namely uh, Pasta Visual right now. <laughs> go, hey. uh, go school yourself, uh, Gabish. <laughs> uh, gabish, Gabish, um, fucking tracksuits. I don't know. We've been all over here, guys. I don't know where this episode's going to end up on the list of lists. Uh, I'm, cu- and I'm curious to find out, though. There's there's one more category that we got to talk about before we get to the list of lists, and that is the. So I may or may not have given a certain category uh, eight out of ten for may or may not uncertainty. <laughs> okay, fine. To play off that, I may or may not have completely forgotten what my wild card was, and I wrote down five. <laughs> so I'm just gonna pretend that I counted how many times it said whacked them off, and it was five. Gabish, May or may not have made that up. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, by all means. Uh, okay. 
Um, I'm giving it kind of arbitrary number because I, I like the episode, but not as much as the next episode. Spoiler alert. So I'm giving this a seven. Oh, Marones out of ten. <laughs> uh, Marones. Six Adidas. Whoa, six Adidas track suits out of ten Hell is yeah. uh, what I'm giving it there. Uh, so it's it's three bottoms and three tops. Yeah, three bottoms, three tops, or just you know double the amount of gangsters in this episode. I just didn't think three out of ten for wild card was pretty fair. Was fair for this episode, uh, so I doubled it. Six out of ten. So we partied with the jockeys, and we are home safe with our score for this episode. But before we place this episode on the list of lists, we need to find out what the fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia thought of this episode. Let's talk about it here. IMDb, what do you think the fans gave it, you guys? Uh, so far, lowest score has been the gang gets held hostage. The fans gave that an 8.1. Highest episode, Sweet D's dating a retarded person. The fans gave that a 9.3. They gave this one an 8.4. 9.9. 9. 9.2. Adam was the closest. The gang gets whacked part one, got an 8.5. With hey, one- they don't know shit. With under uh, 2,000 votes, I think the lowest amount of votes any episode has gotten so far. So this is uh, the least amount of votes for an episode, but this places it uh, number number 18 on the fan list, the fan rankings. Uh, where does it land for us, though? Where does this go on the list of lists? Let's start out with the dish of the day. Dish of the day. What do you give the gang gets whacked, part one? Hey, I may or may not have given it a nine. A nine. Oh, God, hell frozen, hell half frozen over. This is your second favorite episode. The dish of the day uh, gave this episode a nine. Charlie Goes America uh, all over everyone's ass got a 9.1 from the dish of the day. So this is your number two episode. Donnie, what do you give this episode? I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven. You have a, you have a bunch of sevens, just flat sevens that you've given. Uh, the gang goes jihad got a seven. Uh, Mac bangs dance. His mom got a seven. Mac is a serial killer. Got a seven from you. And uh, so did this episode uh, tying it to be in your top 10. This is uh, sitting right at number 11 or 10, depending on how you look at it. Adam, what'd you give this episode? I gave it a good old 7.7. A little bit higher than or did I gave. I did. I did. You did. <laughs> uh, this episode ties with uh, Charlie gets crippled. Uh, Mac bangs Dennis's mom, and Frank sets Sweet D on fire. Does it sound, does that yeah, sound right to you? Yeah, I enjoy those episodes. Right on. This is uh, tied to be in your top 10 as well, sitting at number 9 or number 10. And yeah. I hated on this episode the most, giving it a 6.2, tying it with uh, The Gang Goes Jihad. I think this episode was all right. Uh, tying to be in my top 20. This episode's just trying to get in the top 20, sitting at number 20. It's The Gang Gets Whacked Part 1. And all together on the list of lists, this episode is now number eight for us. It is tied for number eight with Charlie Gets Crippled, the season two premiere. What do you guys think of that? Better or worse than Charlie Gets Crippled? I think it's better. better. I think it's better. I think it's better too. So maybe we'll have to adjust our scores a little bit when we get to the end of the season. Mm. Maybe we're cool where it's at. I don't know. You guys are going to have to stay tuned, stay subscribed, and get notified when we release new episodes of Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. And one more time, where can you do that? Solo.to slash rumham. You got all our social media links so you can follow us. All the links to listen so you can get notified when new episodes come out. Our merch store so you can uh, grab a t-shirt and support the podcast and support St. Baldrick's and use Golden Pod as a, as a 15% off code at your checkout. All that at solo.to slash rum ham. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we have so many episodes now. We have over 30 episodes after we do this next one. We're going to have 30 episodes on the list of lists. I did not think we would make it this far, if I'm being honest with you guys. So uh, it's it's really cool that we got you guys listening here uh, to the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you for reaching out on social medias and uh, letting us know what you guys think of our, most of the time, wrong opinions, apparently. But uh, we love doing this, and uh, we love getting the largest group of Sunny fans together that we can. So um, we'll be back for The Gang Gets Whacked Part 2 coming at you next week. Will, will the gang redeem themselves? Will the dish of the day go higher than a nine? Stay <laughs> tuned. Find out. A good day's to use. And to use.
Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegancool. Donnie Cronkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by me, Braden Plegancool, Donnie Cronkleton, Adam Rothbort, and the Dish of the Day. 